Hello and welcome to the Pageant Buzz podcast. You are here with your hosts, Kristen and Rebecca. This is a podcast where we talk about glam, glitz, and what life is really like with a crown. This is a podcast for those girls who have inhaled more hairspray than they have oxygen. Welcome to another episode of the Pageant Buzz podcast. You are here with your host, Rebecca and Kristen, and we just got back from Mrs. America Week at the Westgate in Las Vegas. I'm still trying to catch up on sleep. (laughs) I know. I took a red eye home. That was the worst idea I've ever had. You technically, I feel like, took a red eye there and a red eye home. Yeah, that was a rough one. I... Well, okay, so what I wasn't going to go because you were going and then I was just – we were going to talk about it basically what it looks like from Instagram world versus what it's like when you're actually there. Mm -hmm. And then I ended up coming. (laughs) Yes, yes. So I got there Tuesday morning. Uh, Well, really it was like Tuesday around noon. And you flew in Wednesday very, very late uh at night and got there and then you were gone friday night it was the quickest in and out ever but you were able to be there for all of the missed prelims and finals and american prelims and finals yes and then i did stream mrs america at home yes Oh, I'm literally yawning. I'm so sorry. I d- I'm not tired from you. I'm still just catching up from Vegas. So, dear listeners, if I'm still yawning, I'm sorry. It, you all you all who were there that we met, you know it was a long week. <laughs> and thank you to everybody that came up to Kristen and I and um, told us how much you liked the podcast. That was really special to us. You know what? Okay, I will say you're a little more famous in this world than I am. However, I did have one person come up to me and it was the nicest thing ever. And she told me that her daughter and her listened to our podcast together. And I was like, Oh my gosh, gosh, really? Really, really special. Just how many people thanked, thanked at least me. Um, We were not together a lot of the times, whatever we would get stopped to talk about the podcast, but lots of people who found me were asking me about you and if you were coming and I was like, yes, she is actually, she's here. She's here. She's here. It was like when you were off taking pictures or different things and they were all so excited that we both were able to come and they could not wait to hear our recap episode. So let's jump in. What do you want to start with first? Let's start with maybe just a quick recap of the overall production. Um, let's talk about how fun and different the opening numbers were for the sh- three shows. Okay, I didn't know that that was going to happen. So when Rachel came out and it's like Mama Mia's on the back and uh-huh. she comes out and just like, I was like, oh, oh, oh my gosh, this is like a whole thing right now. And yeah. it's like a whole themed dance. Yes. Okay, I've been watching the pageant since 2015 when I competed I didn't watch 2014 but I've been watching religiously since 2015 Mrs. America when they added on the Miss for America and then American and Mrs. World I have never seen the current title holder who's giving up her crown be involved in the opening number like that that was so fun (laughs) well it was fun but I mean, what happens if the title holder, like, isn't really a dancer? That's all I could think about where it's like, oh, my gosh, if I was the title holder, 
I would not want to do that because I I just can't dance like that. I'm guessing they gave them options because, you know, I think you could probably not be dancing. Like, let's just say Nicole Cook, who was judging, she's a singer, a very accomplished performer, singer. She probably would have wanted to do maybe a vocal performance number. So maybe if you don't have a stage talent, then you're not really going to be part of it, like in that same way. But since both of or all three of those women did have sort of a stage talent, then they let them be part of the show. I loved it. I thought it was super fun, even though I really wanted Jackie to twirl. Okay. By the way, you. Okay. So the whole, I get there and we're like, oh my gosh, like they're doing these performances. This is so cool. And you go, yeah, I hear Jackie's going to twirl. And I was like, what? I told everybody that. Oh, you did not. Yes, I did, Rebecca, because I trusted you. And you. You started laughing at me because you were like, Kristen, I just told you that. I just made that up. I just hope it happens, but I don't actually know if she's for sure going to twirl. Well, I did see her getting on the elevator at one point with a baton in a black leotard. So (gasps) that is where I got that from, but I didn't know what that was for. She might have just been doing like pictures or something, but she did have a leotard that was black on with her baton. All right. Well, Jackie, I'm sorry. I spread false propaganda. I really (laughs) thought you were going to twirl because Rebecca told me you were going to twirl. I do really want to advocate, though, that Shaylin, when she gives up her Mrs. World title, does twirl because she's a twirler. I know. I hope she does, too. I mean, I feel like she would if they asked her to. She's pretty much she's pretty fun. Like she's always down for anything. What if she plays the bass? <gasps> that would be sweet. Right? Can you just play one song on the bass, or do you need like people, like a band? Yeah, I don't know, but I bet her dad could pull together the band. <gasps> How fun would that be if her whole family came in? Like I know, like her brother, everyone. Yeah, so that fun. Would be, that would be fun. I I don't think it's gonna happen. I feel like the Mrs. World pageant is gonna be like no. We uh, this we is about it. the contestants, <laughs> <laughs> but it would be cool if they did that. And so after they, I mean, I thought that was great. And I don't know how they pulled it together because I feel like they had less rehearsals than mm-hmm. we had, and somehow the production seemed more elaborate. So it I did. don't know how that happened. <laughs> it was great. I loved it. They had like yeah. the props with the chairs and all the things. It was very fun. Oh my gosh, that like gave me anxiety because I just can't dance like that. Like, I'm just like, oh my gosh, <laughs> that's so stressful. But they all did a good job. They did. And then they did it with um, Last Dance mm-hmm. with American. Yes. And then Jackie did Chicago. Yes, all that jazz. That was fun. It was. Um, then I, I wanted to just give a quick little special shout out for the Miss Show to the dance troupe that came from Vegas. They were so good. It was like a younger girls dance troupe. I can't remember the name of the show. It was like, or B Be Sharp. B, yeah. I was like, B something. I wanted to say B Unique. B Sharp. They were so good. Yeah, they were. You know what? I guess they're like big on YouTube. Oh, I'm going to have to find them. I guess they're big on YouTube, but they did such a good job. And they did, um, they didn't do it for America, but they were there for both nights, Mm -hmm. Miss and Can, right? Yeah. And they were really entertaining. They did such a good job. They did several different numbers. It was really, they were great. I know. I was really impressed by them too. And the crowd, it seemed like that normally, maybe it was just last year, but it didn't feel like there was as many people last year 
but it was pretty full. I can't compare since I wasn't there last year. Oh, shoot. That's right. Well, it seemed full to me at least. Okay. It, it felt like it was a lot louder, but I was also in it. So that right. could be it too. We but. got really good seats. Um, front and center, I feel like. We had like excellent seats. Mm-hmm. So that was fun. And we were cheering for our friends and contestants that we knew very loudly. And I think I was a good Kris Jenner for my girls. So that was great. And then we want to give a special shout out to um, South Dakota and Ohio in the Miss, who both did an excellent job. Those were my clients and um, friends, and they just both really shined and did excellently. And as well as Montana, who I fell in love with her costume. It was so good. And her gown was just absolutely just stunning. Um, my favorite costume, even though I helped with a few costumes, by far Miss Congeniality. Absolutely. My favorite. I, I was very biased to a few of the costumes, but that costume, when she came out, she was New Jersey and her costume was Miss Congeniality. At first we were a little bit confused because she had on her state crown and we were like, what is she? And then we saw that she was Gracie Lou Freebush and she had on the, like the, what do you call it? Like the thigh strap with the gun yeah, like and the everything. Gun holster. Yes, the holster. Oh my gosh, that was just hilarious. Total, total win. Pageant favorite, hands down. I know. I was actually so sad that she didn't win an award. I know. What a bummer, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm also kind of sad that South Dakota didn't win an award because I I made her costume for her. That mega costume. Let's talk a little bit about it. What was it? want to talk about it ever again it was a car she was a bulletproof car so she came out in like a secret service agent suit and it was all sparkly and she held it on her back so you couldn't tell what it was it just looked like a shadow box and then she came out saying you know sleek stylish and secretly bulletproof and then she pulled the car down and it looked like she was sitting in the car and then she goes and so is the car and the car is too and why is the bulletproof car significant to South Dakota? She, now, I couldn't find anything on this, but <laughs> apparently either like the person that developed the bulletproof car for the Secret Service or um, like this office that bought the first one, it has some sort of tie like that Okay, to South Dakota. Okay. And, I mean, I thought it was unique. It was. Um, hindsight, I probably wouldn't have done it. <laughs> Because mega costumes are hard. It would have been super easy, but uh, Dana, our South Dakota, she asked me to help her make it, but then she also said it has to fit in a suitcase. So I had to somehow make a mega costume that also broke down and then could be rebuilt in Vegas that fit in a suitcase. And I knew, and I knew this was going to happen. I told you, I was like, she's not going to be able to get this back together. I just know it. I have a feeling. And she's texting us freaking out she's like oh my gosh I can't get it back together I don't know what to do and secret surprise in comes the handy woman at 11 o'clock at night and it's you and you assembled the car till 2 a.m yeah that was well yeah because she assembled half of it the wrong way 
so I had to pull it all apart and redo it. And it ended up being fine. It did. It, it turned out really good. A hindsight, I would have used a different type of material for her windshield. But other than that, like I was completely happy with it. It was really great. It was awesome. Yeah. I, overall, every year the costumes in general keep getting better and better. Yeah, they get really creative. There was um the first one that came out. Oh my gosh, is it Alabama that comes out? Alaska. First? Alaska? No, it wasn't Alaska. Whoever has the forget me not, she had oh, this little aerosol. I, yeah, that was so cute. And when she like flipped it down, it had the neon script and it said forget me not that mm-hmm. she turned on. That and was I was so cute. Oh my gosh, I was dying for that costume. That was my probably second favorite after Gracie Lou Freebush. And mm-hmm. I liked Dana in the car because she's adorable, but I hated the car because of what <laughs> I went through for Because it. of your PTSD from putting it together. Yes. But she was so surprised because we were texting and I was like, hey, don't worry. I have a handyman coming. But then I didn't want to freak her out. So I was like, don't worry, Matt, my husband knows them. So it's fine. And, and then I walked in and she's like, what? That was that was great. Well, so and then great. you you're just like, did you really think I was gonna let some random man come into our to, to come into this room to build this? Uh, she was like, well, I honestly just didn't even care at this point. Yeah, that's true. Well, then we ended up having a random man come in because I put in a service request for the air conditioner because it was getting really hot in there. Well, when you're working hard putting together a vehicle, the temperature does rise. Yeah, I was like, I think this air filter needs <laughs> change. And he, like, held up his thermometer. He's like, um, this is blowing, like, 50 degrees. I was like, mm, I think you should just change it anyways. And everyone after that who came in there complained about how cold it was. See, I feel like I was a 1,000% justified in that, and I knew exactly what was going on with the air conditioner. Kristen knows it all. I mean, I'm gonna, we need a second edition podcast of, like, Kristen knows it all. Probably. And also, I'm still mad at you. Why? Because you wouldn't let me get in that suitcase. Oh, mm. safety first. Plus, I had a carry-on. That was the size of my back. You know what, though? The suitcase that Dana had that car in, we could have done it with mm-hmm. Shaylin. No, that was a hard case suitcase. I was not putting you in that. What if it didn't open? Matt would never forgive me. No, he wouldn't. Cause, and he wouldn't forgive me because I wanted you to put me in a suitcase and then wheel me to their room. I was not doing it. Knock on their door and be like, here, I brought you a surprise. I was not doing it. I was not putting (laughs) you on an elevator. I was not taking you anywhere in a suitcase. No, ma'am. I was telling Matt about this like great idea and he absolutely forbade me. He was like, don't you dare zip yourself up in a suitcase. He's like, I can already see it. (laughs) Shaylin's going to try to open it. It's going to get stuck. You're going to freak out. He's like, and all you dingbats are going to be losing your mind and you're going to be stuck. He's like, don't do it. Like he had like anxiety over the thought of me getting in a suitcase. I'm much too practical to do something crazy like that. I know I called you all upset. I was like, no, I said I can't. And you're like, Kristen, wait, I thought you were like kidding. I was never going to zip you up in a suitcase. Mm-mm. No, I wanted to put you under the the cart of the food. What do you call it? Room service food and wheel yeah. you up. But they don't do that at the Westgate. I was going to say, I feel like the Westgate probably doesn't do that. But Mm-mm. that would have been a good one too. But it still worked out. 
Um, one thing I do want to talk about, and we may have to save this for a different different episode, so let me know if we have time. But I want to do a little just PSA on how to choose the right shoes to wear for swimsuit. So tell me a little bit when you're choosing your own personal swimsuit shoes, what are things you look for? Now, I wear the same shoes. I don't switch out my shoes. Like, I don't wear a clear shoe for swim and then put on a different shoe for gown or anything like that. So I just wear something that can work for both. So I like to have a platform because I have muscular legs. We won't say tree trunk legs. Thank you. I have muscular legs, and so I want as much length as possible. And I did wear the tippy tops, which I thought looked fine. But then I discovered the diverse styles, and I liked those a million times better. They were a lot more comfortable. They were a lot easier to walk in. And that's how I chose my swim shoes. Now, I know there's women who do a bunch of other different things. But what, what, how did you choose the color? Well, I chose the wrong color. Honestly, I bought the cashew and really I should have bought oatmeal okay. shade. I should have gone a darker shade because I bought them to match my skin tone, but I didn't buy them to match my skin tone on stage. So if I were to compete again, I would actually just get a different pair. Got it. That was one of the main things I noticed Um not just in this pageant, but in general in pageants, is I think we buy them thinking what our skin tone might be like when we're purchasing the shoes, not necessarily once we have a stage tan. Mm -hmm. And it is very jarring to the eye to look on stage and see a really dark skin tone and then a really light shoe. Mm -hmm. It breaks up the leg. It breaks the eye line. I would rather see a clear shoe that disappears or a same skin tone or even one shade darker than the leg than lighter than the leg. And that's what I think so great about Sydney Dion's diverse style is she has skin tones for all skin tones. Um, I think she has, I don't know, I, th- I want to say seven different shades. I could be wrong but really, really dark for black skin tone. Um, so a little bit of a like more yellowish shade for Asian skin tones. And then she has super, super light for Caucasian skin tone and then a more medium skin tone as well. And then several shade tones in between. And you can really customize those to fit you and what your skin is. I love a clear as well. Steve Madden has a really good clear shoe that has a, just enough of a platform and either a block heel or a more stiletto heel. Just be really aware that when your skin is dark on stage and then you've got that almost white looking shoe, it's just not as flattering to the leg and really breaks up the eyeline. And that's all we see is shoe instead of your face, which is the goal. I know. Like looking back, I, that's like all I could think about too. And some of my pictures is like, man, I really should have gone one shade darker on my shoes. What about when your toes are hanging off the edge? I just feel like that's unfortunate because nobody tries for that. That can't be like an on purpose thing. I feel like Mm -hmm. that's just happens sometimes with really tall shoes. Is there any way to even combat that? There is. So you can, first of all, get a shorter heel where -hmm. your heel is not, or your foot gravity is not like sliding down so far, but you can also put a little 
gel pad at the toe box of the shoe to hold your toes in place a little bit better. It's also more comfortable, but that will kind of stop your toes from sliding down. And first of all, it's more comfortable because you've got a little extra padding there, but it kind of prevents them from sliding off and giving you that claw toe look. I know that's the worst. And every time I see somebody with them, I, I just, am like, Oh, I'm so sorry. Because I mean, I, it's happened to me with, it doesn't happen with my diverse styles, but it's happened to me with my tippy tops. That's why I, that's the number one reason I am so anti the tippy top is because of the claw toe. It just happens. It's the angle of the shoe. It's the way that shoe angle is. It, nobody's foot can prevent. I mean, it just looks like a slide. It just slides mm-hmm. right down, especially as we get nervous and little sweaty palm, little sweaty feet, our feet just start slipping and sliding and we're just hanging off and our toes are little claws at the edges and they look so gross. I know it. I mean, it's unfortunate, but I know it happens. Yeah. I try, I try not to like harp on it because it's like, nobody wants oh, to have I would, that. Happen. I would definitely never as a judge, like take off for that. I just, if I could prevent it as a contestant, I'm going to, and I'm going to get different shoes. Yeah. Because like my husband notices stuff like that and it wakes him out. So if let's say my husband's the ringer judge for whatever reason, uh-huh. like that would affect him. Yeah. Uh, the Benjamin walk shoes are really good as well. They're by uh, Jonathan Kane. They're pretty good as far as the angle of that shoe. I really like those. I love, of course, Jessica Simpson makes some pretty good shoes that have a great angle on them as well. Mark DeFang has some good ones. There's so many other good brands out there. Just shop around if you're in the market. You don't have to stick with the traditional tippy top. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Well, I have them. I let Shaylin borrow them because she wore them at Mrs. World and she gave them back to me. So, I mean... I have them. Honestly, I don't know if I'd wear them just because I've seen so many break Mm -hmm. also. And I don't know if it's just the construction of the shoe or that because the angle is so severe, you end up walking so hard. But like, I'm honest to God afraid that I'm going to walk and they're just going to bust open. Exactly. Just snap. Mm-hmm. explode as Shaylin would say that's what happened I think to her for one pair they just exploded yeah I don't know how she trusted mine like I was like you can wear these but I, I don't even know if I trust them but it, they ended up being fine yeah I, I I used to hate clear shoes like I would always be like why are we doing clear swimsuit shoes but now that they're so in style like let's just rock a clear shoe you they disappear you can You don't even notice them. Just rock them. See, I don't know how I feel about a clear shoe either. I feel like they look good on other people. Maybe I should try it. Maybe it wouldn't be the worst thing ever. Yeah, give it a go. Like with a small platform, not a huge platform because then they can look a little nightclub. Okay, like stripper shoe. Yeah. Well, at the Miss, I thought everyone I, – I didn't see anyone specifically – that I was just like, I cannot believe they are in the top six, for instance, or top 15. I thought everybody did pretty good. Oh, yeah. It was a great show. Um, I was super excited for the winner. She's from West Virginia, Ch- Chelsea Rose. Mm-hmm. She was beautiful. I really loved her green and blue gown. That was really fun to see at that gown. It was very unique with the, it was like bl- blue on the outside, green on the inside, or vice versa. 
Vice versa. Okay. Oh, really cool. Like unique color, very fun. She was really pretty. Great speaker on stage. Her platform's mental health. I think she'll do a great job. I liked that gown too, but normally I absolutely despise a green gown, but I think because it did have that nice peekaboo of the blue underneath, it was just different enough that I, it, I was like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. maybe I do like a green dress. Yeah. And when she walked, you saw a lot of the blue. So it really almost read as teal mm-hmm. to me. It's like to the eye, it really pulled as a teal color. Yes. It yeah, was pretty. She she did a really nice job. I'm I'm 90% sure she's done the USA circuit. Okay. A good amount. And and I mean like she looked really polished. Like mm-hmm. she just like it's like she just knew what she was doing. Yeah. She looked beautiful and her um swimsuit presentation was fantastic. I'm sure her interview was great based on her on stage question and answers. Yeah, she did a really great job. Of course I would have loved to see some of our favorites make it a little further. Oh yeah. And I had Kentucky who was the first runner up as one of my favorites all week. She was just facially so stunning. She, yeah, she was beautiful. I never really got to talk to either like any of them, you know, of the, that I didn't know already going into the pageant, but gosh, Every time I saw her, she was just strikingly, stunningly beautiful. I think she's a former professional basketball player. So she had just a phenomenal physique, so tall, beautiful, super physically fit. But she also just really read confident on stage and just really beautiful. I'm trying not to be biased, but my favorite interview look was was South Dakota with Dana. I'm very biased to it. But yes, that was my very favorite. She wore leather. It was brown leather, very Olivia Colpo inspired. She looked phenomenal. South Dakota, best interview look by far. It was just so different, but it was still very polished. Very appropriate for Miss. Very um, on trend, very chic, very fashion forward. Such a breath of fresh air after so much bandage and scuba. Yeah, it it was cool. It was. It was Seeing definitely her. a stunner. It fit her um, like a glove, looked amazing, so good. And really refreshing to see her without any hair extensions, just like her natural real hair, no over-the-top, too much long hair extensions. Really beautiful. Tons and tons and tons of color in this. Yeah, there's hot pink in mm-hmm. the top six. Mm-hmm. Hot pink. Yep. Idaho, right? Is that? The one that wore the mm-hmm. hot pink. Yeah. It was very, very bright, um, hot pink with an overskirt. I think there's definitely like the Miss pageant is a lot more like kind of risk. Mm-hmm. You can take a risk there. It is, there's no one size fits all, quote unquote, you know, like it is necessarily for some other of the divisions. It's really like, be you and do what works for you and your personality. Yes, I agree. Well, I liked that hot pink. I don't, I wouldn't, I mean, I love pink. I don't know if I'd wear that on stage, but I'm also a missus. Right. And a lot of those women are young, you know, 24, 29, very young women, um, 27, I think a lot of, but then there were some of them that were in their late forties. So it's a big age range in that division and a lot of different styles from 
more ball gown style to really chic, lots of different styles, tons of different options in that division. That has got to be so, that has to be one of the hardest pageants to judge because of the age range. Yeah. And did you hear like, there were so many that were like, they had five kids, like several of the contestants, they said they had five children. Oh, I must have missed that. Yes. I think I heard at least three that they said they had five children. That's just amazing that they would still have the time and the dedication to compete. I think that's really impressive. Oh my gosh. I have too many kids and I only have three. And I, oh my gosh. I'm, I'm always like, I have too many kids. I know. I know. Like you need a van at that point, like a full blown mm-hmm. van. Yeah. And there's no more seats. No. Where do you put them all? How do you feed them all? That's what I think about. Cause I have two boys. I can hardly feed the two of them. How do, how do you feed five? Oh, I don't know. I have two girls, but my son is like getting to that point where I'm like getting nervous where I'm mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh, he's going to like literally eat nonstop and never stop. Yep. That's where I'm at with my two. <sighs> Sounds like exhausting. We finished dinner and then they're like, can we get a snack? Like before we leave the table. Oh Crazy. <laughs> I know. Well, I... I love the Miss production. I was very excited to cheer on Dana. I was very excited for West Virginia. I feel like any queen that comes out of West Virginia, I've never heard of a bad West Virginia queen. I feel like they're just such a nice group of people. Well, I love their directors. I think they have a great support staff in West Virginia, and they run a really good program. So congratulations to the West Virginia program. Congratulations to Chelsea, and we wish you a wonderful, great year ahead. Do you want to do a Chris's question? Oh, my goodness. I'm a little bit brain fried, I feel like, from questions, just from mock interviewing so many girls this past week, but I will try to think of one. Are you ready? I'm ready. Which is kind of ironic because I had just asked one of the girls one of the questions that she got asked in the judges' room. So, And I think I had just asked it as a Chris's question. So it's kind of funny about the if you represented any other state. What would it what would it be that got asked in the in the interview? Oh, I know. I heard. I was shocked. I was it's, like, "Who asked that?" May, maybe that judge listened to the pod. <gasps> maybe. Okay, that'd here, be cool. I know. Here we go. Ready? Mm-hmm. What color best describes your personality and why? I would have to say blue because, well, one, it's my favorite color. I feel like it can cover a big range of emotions. Blue can be very bright and happy, and blue can also be very regal and royal. But then blue can also be electric and fun. I'm not mm. going to say sad because I don't, I don't, I never think of blue and think of sadness, but that's kind of who I feel like I try to be as a person. And that's why I would pick that one. Electric. I like it. No, electric. Electric blue. Okay, I like it. I don't even know if I like electric blue that much, but it sounded good. It did. It sounded really good. I like it. <laughs> okay. Okay, well, thank you, Kristen. Hopefully, I'll have a little more energy for our next recap because I will be even more well-rested. I have been taking naps every day since I've been home, trying to jet get recovered not only from, like, my time change, you know, like, it's, it's not jet lag. It's not like I was in Europe, but the time change and just the lack of sleep from being there for so long. You were nonstop 
working with people. I don't know. Like, you were so busy, Rebecca. I was, but it was well worth it. I'm so excited and so pleased with how everyone did. It did not matter to me if they placed or didn't place. I'm just so proud of every single one of the girls that I worked with, how far they've come in their own personal journey and couldn't be prouder of every single one of them. All right. We'll promise next week we're going to recap Canon America because I have some things to say. I know you do and I do too. I can't wait to do it. All right. I'll talk to you later. Follow us on what? At Pageant Buzz Pod on Instagram. Okay. Don't forget to sparkle. We are currently booking our next guest. So follow us on Instagram at Pageant Buzz Pod and send us a DM if you'd like to be a guest on our podcast.